Welcome to Permission Granted. I'm your host, Krista Resnick. I'm a master coach who empowers women to be an expression of their purpose, of their passions, their gifts, and stand in the truth of who they are. Here's the truth. The life that you seek and deserve, all of that starts with granting yourself permission. Permission to say no without guilt, to let go of the busy addiction and slow down. Permission to stop hiding and let yourself be seen and heard. Permission to release the self-judgment and celebrate yourself. Permission to embrace that the healthiest choice you can make is prioritizing you. You hold the pad with all the permission slips. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. If you are someone who has listened to this podcast for a while now, super glad you're here. And if you're somebody who is new to the Permission Granted podcast, welcome. So wonderful to have you all here joining me and learning about how to set healthy boundaries so that we can master the art of speaking our truth so that we can ditch the guilt, so that we can start to honor our needs, our priorities, the things that matter to us, and mostly so that we can have really empowered, beautiful, rich, intimate, deep, and honest relationships. So if you have not left a review on the podcast yet, that would be so extraordinarily helpful. I don't profess to know all of the ways in which the algorithm and all of these tech things work, but the more people subscribe, rate, review, share the podcast, it helps with all of the back-end technical pieces. It gets put into the algorithm, people see it. And so my point is, if you are hanging out with me, enjoying this podcast, it would be so helpful if you would just take a couple of minutes and leave a review. So, so helpful. And I would be so incredibly grateful to you. So we are going to dive in to this Boundaries 101. We're talking all things boundaries. And today we're going to talk about external boundaries. These are the boundaries that most people think of when the conversation of boundaries arises. So let's do a little recap and review before we do anything else here. So boundaries are really one of the most important things that you can understand when it comes to your time, when it comes to your energy, when it comes to your emotions, and where I really like to to talk about is when it comes to building healthy relationships. Healthy relationships are my jam. And without boundaries, we cannot have healthy 
relationships. Healthy relationships can only happen when we are transparent about who we actually really are and what we need. Boundaries are limits that protect and promote our integrity, our well-being, our sense of healthy functioning. Boundaries really protect our sacred inner space. They are what allows us to have uniqueness as well as otherness. Otherwise, without healthy boundaries, we start to blur. We start to blend in with other people and we start to really lose touch with having a separate sense of self in a healthy way. We just become enmeshed in other people's stuff. So regardless of where you are in your relationships, boundaries are essential and boundaries will help. Now, there are two types of boundaries. And last week we talked about internal boundaries. And so much of this boundary work is internal. It is self-discovery. It is self-awareness. We really can't set healthy external boundaries, which is what we're going to be talking about today, external boundaries. That's the other type of boundary. But it's really challenging to set external boundaries until we've done some of the internal self-discovery work. We've set those internal boundaries. Now, again, just as a little recap, internal boundaries are the boundaries that you have with yourself. It's like being a good parent to yourself. I often say it's like reparenting yourself because some of us didn't have the best model of parenting. We didn't have the best model of self-care, of tending to our needs, of creating parameters, limits, boundaries in our life. So this is like reparenting yourself. I would even advise some of you who are just getting started on your boundary journey, you might want to keep that in the back of your mind as you navigate throughout your day. Ask yourself that question. Am I taking care of myself like a good parent would take care of their child? You know, back when my children were little, if they you know, let's say went three or four hours, they were busy, they were playing, they, whatever was happening. It was my responsibility as a good parent to say, okay, we're not going to go to the park this afternoon until you eat your lunch or until you take one hour of rest time. That is what a healthy boundary looks like. That is part of being a responsible and good parent. So ask yourself that question. Am I taking care of myself like a good parent would take care of their child or a loving parent would take care of their child? If you are, then you have good boundaries with yourself. That means you do what is good for you, even when it's hard. 
I talk so often about physical exercise. And I can't tell you, it's pretty rare other than my snowshoeing. I'm absolutely obsessed with snowshoeing and long walks in the summer, spring, fall. Outside of that, I can't say that I ever get super excited about getting my exercise in, but I know that it's good for me. I know how I'm going to feel. I know the long-term effects. It's part of being a good parent to myself, to rein myself in and say, we're going to get our sneakers on now, we're going to go to the gym, and we're going to lift some weights, or we're going to hop on the Peloton, or whatever it is I'm doing that day. That is part of being a good parent to myself. Now let's take a look at external boundaries. What are they? External boundaries are the things we say to other people or how we respond to other people if they violate our boundaries. And again, this is what we think of the external boundaries when we think of boundaries. The more you can tap into your own personal needs, the more you can act on your boundaries, the more you can speak to your boundaries, and the easier it will be to find people who respect you and your needs. It is worth repeating. It is important to know our needs and our boundaries. Communicate them as best we can in a way that builds a bridge. I am all about building a bridge between us and that other person that we are setting the boundary with, with truth and compassion when possible. Because when we do that, when we are willing to be honest and communicate in a compassionate way, when we are willing to build that bridge, we are helping others know how they can be successful with us. Now, I've mentioned the word needs a couple of times. We have to know our needs in order to communicate and acknowledge our boundaries. If you have not downloaded the secret to empowered boundaries yet, I will include that in the show notes. That is something that I created just for you. If you are you know, maybe new to to setting boundaries, if you're struggling to setting boundaries, if you don't even know what your needs are, this free workbook is so essential for you to have. So grab that in the show notes and you can really start to dive into building a vocabulary around those needs that are so essential and, and truly part of everyone's life. There's not a human being that doesn't have core needs. Like they're just fundamental in everybody's life. We all have needs, but often we haven't been taught how to really acknowledge them and how to honor them. So look for that in the show notes again, download it, work through it. It's fabulous. You will love it. All right. If we can let people know what to do to be successful with us, They've got a fighting chance to be in a healthy relationship with us. But then we have to be open to two 
possibilities. Number one, they can't really do what we need them to do. Our openness allows us to be able to walk away without guilt because in essence, we can kind of say, I tried everything. I was clear, right? I, I communicated clearly. I was transparent. I was honest. I gave them the opportunity. I shared with them what my needs were. I made a request. And we'll talk about requests in, in another podcast down the road. But we know that we did everything to keep our side of the street clean. That's the first possibility. And this is, again, when we've let people know how to be successful with us, they've got a fighting chance to actually be in relationship with us. And then the feedback we get from them, then we can make some choices from there. Number two, second possibility is that they can give us what we need. So the first is maybe they don't have the capacity. Maybe they don't have the desire. Whatever their hurts, wounds, trauma, whatever is on their side of the street could be a million and one reasons. We don't know. Every situation is unique. But they did not have the capacity or the desire to meet what we were asking of them. Second is the possibility that they actually can give us what we need. And they're willing to work towards whatever our request was, even if it's not perfect. And there is no such thing as perfect. So I'd really love that word to be removed from (laughs) all of our vocabularies, because I think as long as we keep using that word, we're still saying in essence, there's something out there that's perfect that we need to strive for. But back to the show, back to the, back to the, what we're talking about here Things won't necessarily change overnight, and that's okay. When did we decide that that was a bad thing? Grace, tenderness, compassion on our journey. We work alongside of that person because they've shown us now that they're willing to work towards what it is we need. We're working together. So those are the two possibilities that can go kind of go down Once we've been honest and authentic and really shared with that person what it is we need. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I love learning from example. That is just one of the ways that I work best. And so I've got a couple examples of setting external boundaries that I want to share with you. It's great to talk about this stuff in theory, and that's super helpful. But again, I learn from examples, so I think it'd be fun to provide you with a couple of examples just to drive the learning even deeper. So let's talk about, oh, something that's going on kind of early in a, um, something that's happening early on in a, in a newbie type relationship. So this relationship is, is on the newer side of things. And then the second example I'm going to provide for you is more in line with a long-term existing relationship. So let's say in this first example here, you are going on a date. And if this doesn't apply to you, you're meeting a friend for happy hour. Uh, It's a new friend, okay? So 
date, friend, whatever it is. This other person is late. And you've got a strong boundary around your time. Your time is something that's just really valuable to you. And you organized your day so that you could be there on time. Maybe you had to hire childcare. You know, it doesn't matter. You just, you have a strong value of time. So you hang out, you wait for about 15 to 20 minutes. And, you know, you want to be a fair person. And so you're not going to be super hardcore and rigid, but maybe you text this person and you say, you know what? I'm here, I'm hanging out at the coffee shop or the restaurant or wherever you are. Is everything okay? And they text back. They say, you know what? Yep, everything's fine. I'm just running late. You get to set a limit around the time that you value by saying something like, you know, I really value starting things on time. I think it's best if we reschedule at this point. Let me know what works for you. Now, this is just one example of a boundary. You might not care at all if people are on time. You may not genuinely care about having to hang out, wait for 30 minutes. You don't have to set the boundary. You know, maybe you're somebody who... You you dealt with kids screaming all day or just a crazy hectic day at work and you kind of love the fact that you got about 30 minutes of peace and quiet to yourself and you were just able to sit there and let your thoughts kind of run rampant or relax or, you know, maybe you've got the Kindle app on your phone like I do and so it's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and read. This is cool. Like I've got some space, Right. So you get to choose. I'm not saying you have to get upset about this person not being on time. I'm saying here's where some of the internal work comes from. And you get to make that decision. You get to trust yourself and ask yourself, is this a problem for me? The boundary part is really your protection from resentment. Because if we do not set healthy boundaries... We are signing ourselves up for a life of resentment. And that will absolutely take your relationships out at the knee. Promise you. Okay, so let's just say that this example does bother you. Okay, person's late. You're kind of miffed. You need to say something. And here's the thing. and, And I have learned this the hard way. You need to say it at the start of the relationship. Do not wait. Do not wait. Here is your opportunity to speak your truth, to ask for what you need, to let that person know what matters to you. That's being honest. That's being authentic. So in this scenario, you're stating your boundary. You're letting the person know that You value your time and you are protecting your needs. Now, let's say it's also important for you to be flexible, to give them a chance to make it right, to course correct, and to give them a chance to meet your needs. So their response to you in that situation 
might be something like, you know what? Makes a lot of sense and I'm really, really sorry for being late and I would love to reschedule. I promise next time I will be on time. Next time comes, they show up on time. So you stated your boundary. You gave them an opportunity to course correct. You didn't just ditch them, avoid them, whatever. And that person met you in your boundary. Now, the person might say, that is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of. You are an idiot. It's possible. (laughs) Or they might say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Of course, I will be on time next time. And guess what? Next time, they show up late again. So in the very first response, here's here's what's happening. Very first response, you are learning. This person has just taught you that they can be accountable for their actions. They are open to your needs and they have the capacity to respond to your needs. In response to, you have just learned that this person cannot be accountable for their actions or responsive to your needs, or they just don't have the desire or the capacity to do what you are requesting of them. Response three, you're learning that this is a person who is all about words, but not about actions. If you had not set the boundary, you may not have learned this really important information up front. So this is a wonderful thing, right? Now you've got all this data. You've got all this feedback. You get to choose. I want you to take a moment and reflect on your own values and needs. Consider them. And then reconsider them. Notice when something feels uncomfortable in the beginning of your relationship and speak up. I had this happen several years ago where there was one red flag after the other in the beginning of a relationship. And I just wasn't in the place in my journey where I was able to really speak authentically and honestly. I wasn't in the place where I trusted myself fully and completely yet. And so what happened is I stuffed and I stuffed and I stuffed and I stuffed and I kept saying, okay, am I crazy? Like, am I the only person that's seeing this? Am I just, I don't know, is uh, like, what's going on here? And finally, it got to the point where the relationship ended badly. There was a lot of avoiding. There was, there was kind of an explosion in the end. And it really ended on a sour note. And I believe that was because I didn't speak up 
when my intuition was screaming at me in the very beginning, I didn't speak up. That whole scenario could have been prevented if I would have just spoke up from the very beginning. Now I know better. So now I get to do better. It's where I was at at the time. So if that's you, no beating yourself up. Small steps. I didn't know back then, but I sure do now. And now I get to come on here and I get to share with you that story. It's a great learning. It was, it was a way for my soul, my spirit to evolve and grow and stretch. It's part of my life's journey has been to learn how to speak up and advocate for my needs. So it's a beautiful thing. So no beating yourself up. All right. So that was an example of a newer relationship. So what about a relationship when we've been with somebody for a long stint of time? Even if you have not been consistent in setting boundaries, you can always course correct. Always, always, always. So just like in that last example, we allowed that other person to course correct. We gave them grace. But we want to turn that grace, that kindness, back onto ourselves too and remember that we can course correct and we can start bringing up things even if we have never brought them up before. Part of a healthy relationship is allowing the other person to grow and change in ways that are appropriate in the relationship, which means Sometimes we're going to have to backtrack on things. Sometimes we're going to have to set boundaries where we didn't before because our preferences change. The seasons of our lives change and they're supposed to. In a long-term relationship, you might want to sit down and let the other person know that you haven't always been transparent about your needs or if something is bothering you. I think that's a really, really important conversation to have. You might lean into some vulnerability and share with that person the impact that not being clear has had on you. And then let them know that moving forward, you're going to be more clear so that the relationship is healthier. So again, you want to be transparent about the fact that you haven't always been transparent. You want to share the impact that wherever it is you are thinking about has had on you and and you want to let them know that you're going to start to be more clear so that the relationship is as healthy as it can be. So let's use another example. Let's say that ever since you've became a mother, your own mother has been doling out lots of unsolicited parenting advice. Now you are finding this very frustrating. You are finding this exhausting. And it's happening most every time you see her. It brings up a lot of guilt and it makes you feel really crummy. And you're starting to get to the point where 
you want to cut her off. You have found yourself avoiding her because you don't enjoy your time together. I have been in this situation in my life so many times because it was so challenging for me to speak my truth. I want you to hear me say you've got an option. You've got an option. You don't have to continue to live your life cutting people off, walling people out, avoiding people. Boundaries are a beautiful option. So you might say something like, Mom, there's been something that's been bothering me for a while and I haven't been completely transparent. See the ownership there? I haven't been completely transparent. You're not blaming. You're not shaming. You're owning. You're keeping your side of the street clean. I have not been completely transparent. When you come over, you often offer me advice. And I find myself feeling frustrated or I start to really think that maybe I'm a bad mom. And by the end of our time together, mom, I often feel angry with you. I want us to enjoy our time together. So from here on out, unless I ask, I need to request that you refrain from offering advice. Now, again, what I want you to hear in that example is that sharing that information with mom or whomever is on the other end of your request, your boundary, your limit, your parameter, that information, sharing that information works as a data point. You're going to learn really quick if your mom is able to respond in the way that you had hoped. So she might say, oh, my gosh, honey, I am so sorry. I will work on that. She might get really defensive and maybe start to overexplain herself and maybe start to criticize even more. Doesn't matter. You do not get to control that. That is outside of your control. You simply now have the feedback that you need to work with either way to help you figure out, okay, how do I actually want to navigate this relationship moving forward? When people don't set boundaries, they actually don't end up with enough information. Because what happens is they wonder if maybe they had said something, well, you know, would things be different? Once you start saying something, using your voice, speaking your truth, being honest, being vulnerable, sharing parts of yourself by understanding your needs, it becomes a little more obvious whether or not it's because of you not saying something or if it's because the other person isn't able to offer what it is you're asking. Because you have changed your boundaries, you might want to show the other person a little bit of empathy, compassion, understanding, and around these parts, 
I am always a big one for leading with compassion. That is first and foremost, unless this is a highly toxic, abusive type situation. We always want to be thinking about how we can build a bridge between ourselves and that other person that's on the other side of the bridge. I see too many people light that bridge on fire, plank by plank by plank, because they don't have these skills, because they go into their old patterns of acquiescing, of stuffing their feelings, of telling themselves, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I need. It's, it's not really that important. Her needs are more important than mine. His needs matter more than, than mine. Those are coping strategies, and they will cause you to wind up with so much anger, so much disappointment, so much frustration and resentment and overwhelm and stress and burnout. And is that really what you were called on this earth to live? The answer is no, in case you're wondering. (laughs) So yes to showing that person compassion, recognizing that you're showing up a little different. You're changing the rules. So grace, tenderness, if possible. Now, again, toxic, relationship, abusive. We are talking a different podcast, okay? But just recognize that you're changing the rules for this other person. And you also believe that there is possibility that this relationship could be even better. So you really want to enter these conversations with hope that that other person can or is willing and or is willing to meet your boundary, your requests, and what it is that matters to you. I want to share with you some thoughts, some little tidbits, some truth bombs maybe around boundaries, things you can just contemplate from the show today and start to maybe embody, implement in your own belief system, in your own line of thinking to really help you start to lean into this beautiful boundary work. I want you to really understand that setting boundaries does not mean you're cold, unloving, or mean. Here's what setting boundaries does mean. It means that you understand your needs. Number one, these are in no random order. No random order? They are in a (laughs) random, there's no like hierarchy here, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. So number one, you understand your needs. Number two, you understand that all people have boundaries. Think about even just some of the boundaries that we live by that we don't even think about. You know, if if I wanted to throw a party, have a few folks over for dinner, I'm not going to go and set up lawn chairs in my neighbor's backyard. 
that would be ridiculous. They'd be like, what in the heck is happening? There's a boundary. You don't just go traipsing in other, on other people's property and decide that that's convenient for you to have a party in their backyard. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. We don't just drive on the wrong side of the street consciously, maybe unconsciously. I don't know if you fall asleep at the wheel or something, but it, consciously we don't just decide that we are going to drive on the wrong side of the street. It'd be a lot of harm in that choice. We understand that that line in the middle of the road is there to protect us. So understanding that all people have boundaries and we live by boundaries all the time in our daily life. Number three, setting boundaries does mean you are transparent. You are honest. You are authentic. You are showing people the real you. Isn't that a glorious thing? No more people-pleasing. No more dishonesty. And again, we're not doing this to be dishonest. It is not typically a conscious thought. So many of us are caught up in these parts of ourselves that want to please others, that want to appease, that need other people's acceptance and approval. We haven't been taught how to have healthy boundaries. We're lacking self-esteem. So we can't really access, you know, that courageous part of ourselves because that low self-esteem is just so present that we're having trouble accessing that confident, courageous self that's in there. And so setting boundaries does mean you're giving yourself the gift of honesty, transparency, authenticity. Setting boundaries does mean, number four, you want to help people be successful in a relationship with you. I love that one. You want to help people be successful in a relationship with you. How extraordinary does that feel versus setting boundaries means telling everybody no and building walls to keep everybody out. And that's so often what people think boundaries are. And sometimes they can be, but let's be honest. That's kind of a rare, it's not really the whole spectrum, the whole view of what boundaries are. Boundaries are teaching other people. They're helping, they're assisting other people in how to be in successful relationship with us. Setting boundaries does mean, number five, that you know other people are capable. Again, I love that one. Rather than see people for what they can't give you and what they can't offer you and how they fall short of meeting your needs... Let's flip that and let's really believe that other people are capable. There are other people out there that are capable of meeting our requests, our parameters, our limits, our needs. Oh, I don't know about you, but that just feels so freeing and wonderful. And finally, number six, setting boundaries does mean you do not assume their choice 
but you empower them by allowing them to make their own choice. You're empowering that other person. We do not control how other people react or respond to our boundary, but we do empower them to make a choice that works for them. So I really want you to start thinking about boundaries within these six little paradigm flippers, we'll call them. And they're game changers. When you really start leaning in to number one, setting boundaries means you understand your needs. Number two, you understand all people have boundaries. Number three, you are being transparent, honest, and authentic. Number four, you are teaching people how to be in a successful relationship with you. Number five, you know and are trusting that other people out there are capable of meeting your boundaries, your parameters, your requests, your needs. And number six, you do not assume their choice, what their choice will be, but you let them, you empower them to make a choice that feels good to them. Friends, join me in the next episode where I am going to break down all the different boundary types. So we're going to talk about seven different boundary types, and I'm going to offer you some really powerful questions where you can start doing your own reflections when it comes to setting each one of these different seven boundary types. I'm so thrilled. I'm so honored to be on this boundary journey with you. So glad that you're here. Please download The Secret to Empowered Boundaries. I know that you will find it helpful, powerful, very thought-provoking. I really, really created it for that woman that doesn't even know what her own needs are. Maybe she has an idea of her needs, but she's struggling with some of the language or struggling with, you know, how to sort of tee that up to the, uh, the person that, you know, she's in relationship with. It's really a power-packed workbook. So you definitely want to have that at your fingertips. So watch for that again in the show notes and join me in two weeks where we talk about the seven different types of boundaries. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Don't forget also to join my Empowered Boundaries Facebook community. If you are somebody who's not quite ready yet for private one-on-one coaching, Maybe you're somebody who's like, yeah, I just want to kind of, you know, get a little support, get my questions answered, be in a community where there's other women that are maybe struggling in their boundary journey as well. We, you know, all cheerlead each other and support one another. Please come and check out or apply for membership to my Empowered Boundaries Facebook community. All right, friends, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And thanks for always being a part of the Permission Granted podcast. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you are loving the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, download, share, and review wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help the show to get seen. And when the show gets seen, other women have an opportunity to do this work and learn how to prioritize themselves and their growth and healing too. Thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for being a part of this community. And we'll see you next time.